Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. I need a snow day. I need a snow day. I need a snow day. What a nice way to kick off uh, November, isn't it? To have all this new snow on the ground and more on the way. The forecast says Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. At least here in the north, we'll have uh, four days of it anyway. Bob's asking as he sits down there in L.A. Birkin, what are you talking about? Well, it's that white stuff that occasionally falls when the temperatures get cold enough, Bob. I know you haven't seen it in your neighborhood in a while. Not not in a while, but you know, I don't have to drive far to get to it. That's the I good live. news. Yeah, this first storm that passed through actually hit the central mountains of Utah even tougher than the ones up north. I say tougher. Uh, maybe the word is better <laughs> because uh, there was uh, over a foot, maybe a foot and a half of new snow in some places in the uh, central mountains of Utah. And one of those places happened to be Bryan Head Resort. This is a place that you've worked with uh, closely through the years, Bob. Oh, yes. I mean, my I have a lot of history at Bryan Head. I go back to being a lift operator during college. I was marketing director. I have done I've had consulting clients there. I mean, I've had some connection to Brian Head since I started uh, in tourism. You were down there, was that August or September? Recording uh, KSL Outdoors television, weren't you? Yeah, I think it must have been September because it was right before Rocktoberfest. So I think it was the first part of September. Yeah. Uh, The uh, scenery has changed a little bit. It's a lot whiter at the moment. And uh, so we wanted to talk about it because Amber Palmer is with us. And as we record this on Thursday, Amber, the anticipation of opening day is here. But as people are listening to this Saturday morning, you're up and running. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. We're super excited. We're um, additionally opening up some more runs here. Um, the team's been working really, really hard to get things open in time for everyone. And we're really excited that we've been able to open two weeks early. So, yeah, high uh, spirit. have you had feedback from not just all over the West, but maybe all over the country? Are you the first resort to actually get things running? Um, yeah, in Utah right now, we are supposedly the first one to open, which is making us really, really excited. I think this is only the second earliest in history. So that has all of the entire team really, really stoked. One of the positive pic- start to the year. Yeah, uh, one of the pictures that rotates through your uh, desktop or your homepage at uh, brianhead.com has pictures of skiers on a ski lift with uh, the red rock in the background. I don't know that there's mm-hmm. another one like that in Utah. No, I think I've seen them around like Colorado, Utah, a lot of places around the country, and I think it's the most unique experience. Um, we are close to St. George and Vegas, and uh, it's fun to remind people that 
yeah, we're close to those places, but we are um, over 10,000 feet. So it's pretty wild to yeah. be here. Well, and you talk about above 10,000 feet. Uh, I'm also looking at the temperature there right now, and it's, what, <laughs> noon here on uh, Thursday. It's 17 degrees. <laughs> so oh, yeah. That, it, cold. <laughs> that enables you to blow some snow in addition to what Mother Nature is providing. Yes, yeah. We've had really, we feel lucky with our conditions this year. I think um, it's promising. Um, yeah, not only have we been able to make snow with the cold conditions, but Mother Nature has gifted us with fresh snow, so that's been able to open up even earlier. Bob, you've been on the marketing side of this for Brian Head, and uh, we've talked to Brian Head a couple of times a year for a long, long time. When you were in the marketing department, how much is the message sent to those from Las Vegas and down south to come uh, up north instead of from the north down? Well, the southern corridor of I-15 into Southern California through Vegas has always been the bread and butter markets for Southern Utah skiing for Bryant Head. And so most of the emphasis was placed there. But I've always I always felt like there was a market in Northern Utah because one thing I knew about, I've been marketing ski, skiing for many years, you know, Jackson Hole, Grand Targhee, Sun Valley, and Utah resorts up there. What I do know is that Utahns love to take trips away from their, what you I called their home court, you know, their go-to resorts that they ski off in. And they always want to try some new places. And so I knew that Brian Head could be on that map if they would learn more about it. And I think Brian Head has actually done that in the last several years very well. Amber, he makes a good point. And I'll put um, my wife and I in that category. We can easily get, you know, from our house in West Jordan up uh, to Big or Little or up Parley's Canyon to Park City or Deer Valley in a half hour, 45 minutes. But we always feel guilty about spending extra money to spend the night, uh, even though it would be fun, because we can just drive 30 minutes and go back home, sleep in our own bed. We we do like to get away for a couple of days, and there's just something about being able to wake up and step out on the mountain instead of having to make that drive. Yeah, I think I can say the same. It's a lot more special. It feels like a bigger getaway than it is. Um, we do have the best Western premiere here at Brian Head, and it's just a two-minute ride from the shuttle to Navajo, four-minute ride to Giant Steps. Um, you can catch first chair a lot easier that way. Um, a lot less crowded down here. So um, definitely look into that. We do offer right now for some free lodging promotion this winter, actually. So oh. I would encourage anyone from Salt Lake to give us a try. What are the details <laughs> of that, may I ask? Yeah, yeah. Um, they're available on our offers page at www.brianhead.com. Uh, just click the offers. You can get a free night stay with the purchase of a list ticket. Get out of here. So just one night stay. Yeah, yeah. It's new this year. We're excited about it. There are some black uh, blackout dates. I just clicked on it. Uh, mm-hmm. So you buy the pass, you get a hotel room too? Yep. Um, it's just one night. So it's just one with one list ticket purchase, you get um, the night before free with that list ticket purchase. Get out of here, Bob. No wonder they got rid of you <laughs> in marketing. You, you didn't. You didn't come up with that idea. Oh come on, Tim! I had great deals. <laughs> <laughs> I was always thinking out of the box, but that's a great. By the way, that is a wonderful hotel. I, I was actually the marketing consultant that helped open that hotel, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I know a little bit yeah, about it. But yeah. it is a wonderful hotel. That's where we stayed when Adam was down, and it is beautiful. It is a premier, a Best mm-hmm. Western premier. If you know anything about Best Western, this is the top of the line, and so it's a wonderful, beautiful mm-hmm. hotel. I know it's been a long time, Bob, since we went down there together. We were snowmobiling, I think, the last time, which I don't even want to say how many years ago that was. 
But if I remember right, they were doing ice sculpturing or was it wood sculpture out in front uh, of, of a bear sculpture? I'm trying to remember. But that there, was a wood sculpture. I remember that. Yeah. Uh, but there, as you said, if you haven't been there, there in a while, there are some big changes. Any other new things coming to the resort this year, Amber, you want to mention? Um, yeah, we do also have corduroy cash. So um, this is during Monday through Thursday. We're offering a $10 bounce back and 10% off rentals for anyone. That comes with any lift ticket purchase Monday through Thursday, and they can use that those $10 anywhere on the resort. That's so we're just trying to thank our guests for coming on down. We want to let them know about us. Yeah, and every time we talk about uh, Brian Head, Bob, we always talk about the vibe there, and um... – I'm I'm starting to talk like Navadomskis, which scares me a little bit. <laughs> but but we, we go to different resorts, not only for different mountains, different views, different runs, you know, more challenging, easier, whatever it is, but just the feel of the resort. And Brian Head has always been a place that the family of all ages can really be comfortable at. Oh, yeah. I, you know, I was going to mention that, Tim, that this is one of the very best premier family destinations it's a great place for families it's where my kids learn to ski we you know we lived there so it was easy for them to jump on the slopes but that's where my kids learn to ski and this is a place where you're going to see dads snowboarding with their kids they've got a great snowboard park and you know they've got a great ski school they have two mountains one is more for beginner to intermediate the other side is more intermediate to advance there's not a better family destination in the state for skiing than brian head well, and tubing is one of the things you got to look forward to if you're taking kids, uh, right, Amber? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a big thing. The kids love it so much. The kids actually 12 and under ski free here, and I know that they take well advantage of that. They go to ski school in the morning, hang out at the tubing hill. Um, there's so much to do. So. How, how much of the resort is actually open for this opening weekend? And will you be open uh, just weekends for the next little while? What's the plan? Yeah, so this weekend we have, um, we're just open Friday, Saturday, Sunday, this weekend, and next weekend. And then we're fully open November 18th. And so the runs this week, weekend, we have, um, it's over at the Navajo side. We have the Navajo Express Lift. And then as of this morning with the new snow, we are also opening um, Navajo Paradise. Oh, fun run, you're ready, and kids can't conveyor belt. So that pioneer list will allow access to those. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I can't tell you. It's like Becky and I were talking about My wife's name is Becky. Uh, the other day we were talking about the fact I grew up in Southern California. She's been in Utah her whole life, but she's lived in other places uh, for short, short periods of time. We just don't think we could go back, Bob, to a place where we didn't have a change of seasons. It is, there's something about putting the motorcycle away or the mountain bike away and getting the skis out to fill that excitement. And then when ski season is over, doing just the opposite and moving on to the next season. I don't think I could live anywhere else. Are you just rubbing it in right now? <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> Since you're down there in southern Utah. <laughs> I, You know, and I have to agree with you, Tim. I love the seasons. I love the changing of the seasons. It's one of the things I've missed here living in the St. George area. Uh, unfortunately, my wife is allergic to snow and, and cold. Ah. Yep, that'll that'll do it. Uh, All right, Amber, I'll just direct everybody to the website, brianhead.com. But, man, click on that offers link right at the top and look up free lodging. I've never heard of anything like it, but but that is an invitation you just can't pass up on. Amber Palmer, thank you so much. We'll hope to see you soon down there. 
Oh, we will. Thank you so much for your time. Have a great day. All right. Uh, hang on. We're going to come back and finish out the program next. I think uh, Russ is going to jump back in here. Stay with us. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Final couple of minutes of the program today. Russ is still uh, hanging out with me as we get ready to throw it over to the Greenhouse Show with uh, Tan and Maria. One more quick reminder that uh, those of you that are, you know, feel like you're a little lacking for information on Cougar football, we have uh, more than covered today. Starting at noon, special pregame activities from noon until kickoff at 5 today here on the home of the Cougars, and it's all brought to you by UCCU. We know you're going to love where you bank. Um, so uh, look forward to that coverage. But the Greenhouse Show is coming up after the top of the hour. I, I want to give a heads up this week, not wait till next week. I think we may have mentioned this uh, on last week's show, but just in case we didn't, there's a viewing opportunity, Mule Deer uh, viewing opportunity that's coming up next week, Saturday the 12th. It'll happen from 2 to 7 p.m. at the Nash Wash Wildlife Management Area, which is located east of Green River in east central utah and uh they are limiting it it's a it's a free event but they're limiting it uh, limiting it to 35 people and open to participants on a first come first serve basis there is a link and i will share this on our uh, facebook page for those of you that are down in that neck of the woods and may want to uh, be a part of this there's a link that you can click on to save your spot if you're serious about being there don't do it if you you know think there's a chance you're not going to make it next weekend. But they're telling everybody to bring binoculars or a spotting scope, camera, water, warm clothes, snacks, all those things. The Nash Wash uh, Wildlife Management Area, just in case you're not familiar, is about 12 miles down a dirt road. <laughs> and so uh, keep that in mind as well. I don't know that you're going you're gonna to want to take your Camry out there for the opportunity, but it, it does sound like it's going to be a lot of fun. So I'll post that on our Facebook page, which is just uh, KSL Outdoors Radio. All right, Russell, um, I, I watched another SpaceX rocket takeoff this week. It was the biggest. Oh, yeah. You see yeah. that? Uh, the biggest. Oh, I did, but I heard about it, yeah. Biggest rocket, and, man, it was huge, but it's always something especially enjoyable to watch those uh, booster rockets make their way back to the ground right on the bullseye of a landing pad so that they can reuse them for the next launch. But they were in the process of sending up some satellites that they're being pretty cagey about what they're going to be used for, other than the fact that they are going to be put into uh, service by 
our Space Force, which is crazy to even talk about it. Think about those conversations when we were kids that someday they'd be putting satellites yeah. up, uh, <laughs> and, you know, for a Space Force. But that's what was happening this week. I, I mentioned it because I thought of you with uh, the constellation of SpaceX um, satellites that are out there and how things are changing for the satellite uh, phone business these days. You mentioned that just like everything else in our lives, it looks like prices are going to go up. And I think you pretty much as a businessman has have tried to eat those through the years, the increases, haven't you? We have. Everything goes up every year in increments. But a couple of years we've been able to just absorb that. And uh, But it's come to the point we're going to have to raise prices. Not It's not going to be a lot. I mean, 5% maybe. At, at the most, but uh, but expect to see that some adjustments. Is that on um, equipment or services? Uh, both. I was just going to say that's both on both. Um, retail gone up. Well, I'm thinking it's more like about ten or fifteen percent. I mean, I mean wholesale, and I've got to try to to match that. Our our markup is relatively small. It's it's under twenty percent markup on just about everything. Mm. So. We, we really have a very tight margin. But uh, when you're talking, is, is that going to affect uh, your rentals as well? Oh, yeah. It'll look at everything across the board because the plans, the, the service plans are going up. And that's that's probably the hardest thing to, to handle because um, everybody's paying for those. You know, you rent a phone, you're, you're going to be affected by whatever I pay for the service. So, um, but it. Well, it's still, uh, you know, you might see a rental that was $10 a day, $11 a day. It's not a huge thing. Well, that's, yeah, that's the point I wanted to make is that it's so reasonable now that another buck isn't going to change it for uh, most people. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.